You're listening to Creative and Passionate Cat, hosted by Antoine Errol. All right, welcome back to the show. Today I'm with Shara. She is an international pop artist um, from Canada. So it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Super excited. Yeah, so for those that may not already know you, um, when did you get started with music? I got started, honestly, when I was literally four years old. I've always done music my whole life, but as you know, it's a pretty hard industry. So I'm only now starting to break in. <laughs> so how did, how did you get started with, let's say, your, um, your, your top singles right now? Um, well, I have a record label and I'm a songwriter, but we actually heard this song, Real Love, the one that's out. And that was the one that was charting in the States. And we heard it and I didn't write it, but I fell in love with it because it describes my like dating life to a T. <laughs> so, you know, it's about well, you want real love. So anyways, I fell in love with the song and we bought the song and put it out there. But normally I write all my own music. But you know, when you, you fall in love with something, yeah. you, you got to get it. <laughs> so who, who wrote the song or was it already airing on the radio or how did it happen? No, there's, a, there's usually writing teams in LA or all over the world. But this one was in LA, a writing team. And yeah, they just pitched it to us. And we, like I said, I fell in love with it. And I had to have it because it described my personal life to a T. <laughs> and then, yeah, we got it on radio, just me and my label. We just pushed it. Nice, nice. So how does it work when you get a label? Do you have to send like demos and things like that or...? Yeah, they, you have to send your music in, they have to see your social media, they have to talk to you, see if they like believe in who you are and all that jazz. <laughs> do you reach out to them or do they reach out to you? Um, I actually met them when I was away in the Dominican a long time ago. <laughs> and I met them, I was like my first vacation in 10 years and me and my mom went and I met them there. So I guess it was kind of mutual. Okay. That's cool. Mm -hmm. and, but how did that happen? You just met up over there or for the first time or like, well, do, you, do you want to hear the story of how we met? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, um, I, my mom and me, like I said, it was our first vacation in 10 years. Um, because we're always working, right? I'm a music teacher, so I work full time. And anyways, we finally decided to go to the Dominican and it turns out my mom is allergic to mosquitoes in the Dominican, which we had no idea. So anyway, she went to the hospital um, and she was there for five days. And then I obviously would visit her because I'm a good daughter. <laughs> and then I went back to the resort and I was by myself and I was just at the buffet by myself and there was like 500 people there. And then there was an older gentleman beside me and he was also by himself and we just got to talking and yeah, and that's how we met and he owns a record label. <laughs> Cool. So is the record label in Canada or the States? It's in the States. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And so um, do you have any upcoming singles coming out or how does that work in terms of, yeah. Yeah, I have a new single coming out called uh, Apocalypse. Sorry, I was about to say Real Love again because I've been uh, plugging Real Love so much. <laughs> but yeah, it's called Apocalypse. And I actually wrote this song about a year and a half ago before the world. I mean, the world was already a mess, but it was less of a mess a year and a half ago. And so I wrote it then. And now we're going to be releasing that in the next couple months. Nice. So 
when you have a new single that comes out, how much time does it go like on the radio or how much time does that song become like very, very popular? You usually have like a six week window, but it, I find it's like changing now. Like for example, Lizzo, she recorded Truth Hurts like four years before, four years prior to it being on radio. And then it was on radio for like a year. So I don't know. It's kind of just like the music industry is kind of, there's no set way. Is it just the, the radio stations that decide like they just like the song, so they'll put it on. If they don't like it, they, they don't. Or how does it work? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much it if they like it they will play it and if not they won't so it's all yeah it's all very dominated by people's opinions right yeah so i mean it has nothing to do whether it's new or not right no not necessarily okay so it's not like when a new song comes out like all the radio stations have to play that new song or no i mean it's also dependent on the record label right the record label has to push it to the radio stations okay and does the record label also help you out with all the social media and like YouTube and everything like that or? Yeah, they're supposed to help you out with everything. Um, I run my own Instagram, but obviously there will come a point where I'll have to hand over my Instagram when it becomes bigger. But yeah, I run my own How Instagram. How do you feel about that? <laughs> uh, well, I'm like a lot of people, like they'll still be able to post themselves. Yeah. Like a lot of like, you know, the famous artists and actors yeah. and singers, they'll still be posting themselves, but there'll be a, a team behind you that helps you get more exposure on your Instagram. So usually, yeah, you're still posting yourself. So I don't care. Do you would you be still answering like your direct messages or not really? Yeah. I mean, that's the goal. I mean, I don't even answer them now and I'm not even famous. <laughs> I like, I was just talking to this with someone. I really don't like social media. So okay. I try to like I, not, but I know that I need it and like, it's a valuable tool, but I find like, you know, on social media, it can get pretty toxic. So I try to just like post and then stay off. <laughs> that makes sense. So um, you said you started music when you were much younger. So um, what exactly did you do when you were younger? Were you just doing like singing for, for yourself or did you have any like bands or anything like that or? Oh, I've done it all. There's been bands, there's been albums, there's been choirs, there's been lots of stuff. But I started when I was really young. I just, when I was literally four years old, I would just be singing all the time. It was just my passion. It was just kind of something I was born with. But then from there, I did like competitions and then I did like, you know, school choirs and then solo performances. And then when I was 11 or 10 or 11, I did my very first uh, EP. And then I just kept doing EPs my whole life, really. And here we are. <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like um, you have to do a lot of, you have to do a lot of, um, not soul searching, but a lot of like um, music before getting to this point, right? Oh, for sure. Soul searching too. But it's also, like I said, it's just a really brutal industry. You never really know when you're going to get a break or not get a break. You just have to keep. So basically you have to do a lot of work in terms of, you know, finding your voice and make sure it fits with, I guess, what the, the public wants more than anything or. Well, yes and no. Like you always want to make music that's for you because otherwise you'll be unhappy and what's the point. But yeah. I mean, ideally, hopefully the public likes what you like. <laughs> right like you want to be kind of on the same page but yeah I mean there's a lot of soul searching it's a lot of business though because there you could be the most talented person in the world and if you don't have a team behind you you're never going to get out there yeah I, yeah for sure I mean like your team does the tours right they do all everything from 
getting you like I guess record like helping you record, getting you on tour, things like that, right? Yeah, exactly. Like promotion, studio time. I mean, I paid for everything myself up until like the last two years. Um, and I still will pay for stuff myself because it's that costly of an industry. I mean, I don't think it should be, but it is. <laughs> it's a lot yeah. of politics. Yeah, well, I mean, studio time can get expensive, that's for sure. Yeah, and promo. Like, studio time and promo are, like, super expensive. So, like, yeah, like, being seen on Instagram, being seen on YouTube, like, that gets costly. And then also, like, you know, photo shoots and videos, that gets pretty costly, too. You think that it's all, like, um, like especially, like, music videos... I find that music videos nowadays are, are kind of like less watched, but it could, could only be me, but I'm like a huge music fan. But when it comes to like music videos, it's kind of the thing that I try to avoid, like watching or even knowing. Really? Yeah, because bas- basically the, um, I'd rather just have it and like listen to the music than watch the video in a sense, because I'd rather have access to the music very quickly than watch the, the video or even know that there's a new music video out. Like it was... Um, is a very big trend before like on MTV and like um, television channels where they were promoting music where you'd be like oh that's the new song and that's the new video but since those channels not that they don't exist anymore but it's less like people watch less TV I find yeah. that it's not as, as relevant in this sort of way. Well um, I do agree but I, I also disagree because um, a lot of like musicians who are doing music videos like their fans like are obsessed with the videos right so if if you're a new artist like i'm a new artist so you know it's like i'm still breaking in but for people who are more established like those fans like they like can't wait for your video like they are dying to see the video right but i mean definitely it's less accessible for sure well i mean it's you can go on youtube but i find it's just like well it takes more time it doesn't take that much more time but i just mean like no, I get it. Just listen to the song. Yeah, no, I'm kind of, the, I mean, I'm personally the same way. Like, I'd rather just listen to the song, but I know there's a lot of fans out there who just, like, yeah. they can't wait till that video drops. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's different, there's different um, levels of fans, that's for sure. Yeah, like Billie Eilish. I'm a huge fan of Billie Eilish, but, like, her video went to number one on YouTube, like, within, I don't know, an hour. <laughs> so, and that's, like, the the video, right? So, I think, like, like in the right circumstance videos are super like useful but definitely if you're a new artist like yeah not everyone's gonna be like oh let's go see shara's video because they don't know who i am yet (laughs) yeah for sure so have you also started having your song on the radio in canada no just the states our main goal is the states i love canada obviously but it's a very small market for especially the music i do like mainstream pop it's definitely more in the states so we're just kind of focusing on that Okay, and do you see your, like, are you going to be going on tour, like, not anytime soon with everything that's going on, but is there a tour coming up, or? Well, yeah, I was supposed to be opening for a bunch of artists, but yeah, COVID hit, and then that didn't happen, so I don't really know when the next tour is going to be, obviously when COVID's less severe, but yeah, I mean, I think COVID's put a pretty big damper on the music industry right now, (laughs) I mean, and the world, of course, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you don't think it's going to be like, um, not even by the end of the year? Probably not. No, I think maybe like by summer, like next summer, I'm thinking, but I don't really know. I mean, everything's so unpredictable, but I do know, obviously, concerts are going to be the last thing to come back, right? Yeah, for sure. But um, like, are um, in Vancouver, are concerts also like canceled right now? Or are they going to start coming back? No, they're canceled. 
Okay, because there's some that are still, we're starting to see concerts come back, but it's that just like local artists. Okay, like how big, how many like people? Not very big. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think like that'll be okay. Or like, you know, do you know Alan Raymond? Uh, no. He's a, an awesome Canadian mm-hmm. artist. He's like pretty, pretty big singer songwriter, but he just did a concert, but it was like a drive-in concert. So I thought that yeah. was pretty cool. I like, was, I would love to do a drive-in concert. <laughs> was he on stage or was it just a, a movie? Like, no, uh, he, he was on stage. Everyone was in their cars. Okay, okay, cool. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, I saw like a virtual concert. Like um, they filmed it and then they sold it. They filmed okay. it live. They sold the live one and then they sold the recordings. Yeah, well, the MTV Video Awards were yesterday. Did you watch those? No, I didn't. I actually didn't either, but I, I know that there was not an audience, so that would have been interesting. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I don't see singers, <laughs> I don't see uh, the, the audience with their mask or the singer with a mask. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. So um, are you currently recording a new album or is there is an album coming out soon or? We're actually going to just be dropping singles for a while and then okay. do the album um, just because we want to build our fan base and get people, you know, interested and then do the album. But we have a bunch of singles we're planning on dropping. So the next single should be out in uh, two months. Okay. How many, how many singles before an album? Um, well, it depends. Everyone's different, but I think we're planning on doing five. Okay. And will those be on the album or they're going to be separate? Ooh, I don't know. I'll have to ask my record label. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's artists that sometimes do that, like bands, they, they would release like a song and then they wouldn't put that song back on the record because it already came out in a sense. Yeah, I mean, there's no like right way. I mean, I see albums all the time like that have all the singles on them. And then you see albums that have none of the singles on them. Yeah. Also, as as an artist, what's the most, I guess, the most profitable, profitable way with people no longer like buying CDs? Like, is it is it with being like on Spotify and getting like a lot of people listening to the songs? Or is it through YouTube? Like, which which channel brings you like the, the most income in terms of releasing music? Definitely touring. So touring is where all the money is. But now with COVID, you know what? I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. But I know that Spotify, I know that there's, you have to have so many uh, downloads before you even make any money, right? Yeah, yeah. So definitely touring is where it's at for musicians. So is it because they're getting paid for their performance or is it just through like merchandise? Like what's what's the aspect of it? For touring? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, if you can get a lot of people to come see you, it's lucrative that way. But also, yeah, merchandise, of course. Yeah, and basically, when you when you like when you open for someone else, do you get do you like get paid a lot, or is it compensated in like a different way, or like do they say like oh it's compensated with visibility and stuff like that, or is it really paid monetarily? I have no idea because okay. I've never opened. <laughs> <laughs> but you can have me back once I've opened, yeah. once COVID's calmed down, and I can answer that. <laughs> so what are the, um, so you are like a very pop artist, but what's the, um, the inspiration, like, do you have, like, are you inspired by other genres? Other genres? Yeah, for sure. Like rock, I grew up listening to rock and alternative rock, like um, Nirvana, and Marilyn Manson, and Nine Inch Nails, and Tool, like I listened to all of them all my life but um 
that them and then obviously like pop like taylor swift is like yeah. i'm a huge fan of taylor swift <laughs> she's like amazing and um alicia keys beyonce but yeah there's like an, even you know enya do you know enya the name rings a bell yeah yeah or like lorena mckenna there's a lot of influences there yeah and like how do you choose what direction to go with like writing a new song like since you're let's say you you like different genres how do you not like um transition from one genre to the next I kind of just mold them all together and I think that's kind of what what makes my sound I kind of take elements of like R&B elements of pop elements of rock and kind of put it into one but usually when I'm writing I just like will get a melody stuck in my head and then it just goes from there or I'll write lyrics and then I'll put melodies to them but it's usually like an idea that's already there how do you create the, the melodies are you like playing around with like a keyboard or something or I do play piano, but no, melodies just come into my head. I know that sounds really strange, but they just show up and they're just there. <laughs> and then I like put them out on like, uh, you know, voice memos. And then yeah. I'll have like literally thousands of melodies on like just waiting to be in turned into songs. Or um, sometimes my record label will send me like a beat and then I'll write to the beat. Okay. And what's yeah. easier? Is it creating your own or singing to a beat like or is it creating lyrics first or is there no particular way mm, so i mean sometimes writing to a beat is easier because it's all structured out for you mm -hmm. but also writing to a beat you can't be as creative because it's already the track's already there right so yeah. i'd say like my favorite way to do it is definitely just having melodies in my head and bringing it to a producer and then we create the track together um because i co-produce all the time but I'd say like you all are good, but I definitely, that's my favorite way to do it. So let's say when you have a melody, like, like, are you just like humming it out or singing it out? Like, how do you present it to the producer? Oh yeah. I'll just sing it out for them. Okay. So it's not, yeah. it's not like they can't really like understand it. Oh no, they can understand it. But sometimes there won't be words or sometimes there will be words. Do they help? So, like, do they help with the getting you like clear on the ideas and stuff like that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, sometimes I'll have like a melody that's already pretty structured and that's just what it is. And then they come up with a beat for it. Or sometimes like we'll add on to my melody. But yeah, definitely that's how I do it anyway. Also, like um, as a like as a solo artist, like um, do you have like a lot of backing tracks and things like that? Like because um, I know when like pop artists usually have a lot of like backing vocals or like even while they're singing, they have a different melody playing over, like behind it or over it. Do you also have to deal with that? I don't use that. And um, I'm not saying like, oh, I'm so talented because I just think I'm, you know, average, but like, I don't use those tracks just because like I can sing and I can sing well. So like, I don't use like a lot of singers, they'll do like a lead vocal and yeah. just turn it down a bit. I don't, I don't do that. I'll have harmonies though in my back tracks, obviously, because you can't harmonize and sing the lead at the same time. But I mean, I, as an artist, I'm going to try to not have that guidance vocal as I progress, but I mean, if I ever have to, I mean, lots of people do it, right? Yeah, but I feel like sometimes the, um, like they're singing one thing and then they're singing something like much, much higher on a different track. So sometimes they need like when they go, like, let's say when they're performing live, they have like backup singers. So it's more about that. I was wondering. The backup singers? Oh yeah. Like, well, yeah. they'll always be backup singers because you can't sing all the harmonies, right? You got to have yeah. the backup singers there for sure. And, but the backup singers, like, they're not to like, make you sound better per se it's just 
you can't, if you're doing a pop track or any track, there's yeah. going to be harmonies, there's going to be octaves, there's going to be layers, right? So you can't sing them all at the same time. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. So what else would you recommend for, let's say, people that want to get into the music industry? As you said, it's very tough to get in. Um, what, what's the best advice for them? The best advice I would say is to always stay true to yourself because no one really knows what the next hit is and people in the music industry will tell you what the next hit is and they're usually wrong. So <laughs> you always want to just stay true to yourself. Like you don't want to give your power away to record executives or managers or even radio. Like you want to stay true to yourself and be like, no, this is who I am. If you don't like it, I'll find someone else who does. That's my biggest advice because I've spent a lot of years, not now, but in the past, like, trying to fit into a mold of what someone in the music industry wants. And that never leads to any long-term success. Would you say that's why some like artists change their sound like from one album to the next, or is it just because they're progressing with their, with their sound? Like they want to change their sound to just sound like more mature or things like that. I think both. I think definitely both. I think sometimes like, um, the first album is very, if you're a mainstream artist and I can't speak for all artists, I'm yeah. just in the pop game, right? So I'm just talking about pop, but if you're a pop artist, I think your first album can be very, um, molded by, you know, the team that you have and like people telling you, cause you don't have any traction yet. So they'll like try to mold it. But then sometimes you'll get signed and your first album is exactly what you want. And then you just keep progressing as an artist. So I think it's like both. Yeah, because I, I find sometimes artists go from like one sound to another and then at some point maybe like the fans or the reactions they start like reading from and they're finding like that the fans may not like it as much and then like the record after they go back to their old sound sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, that happens a lot, too. I think being an artist is hard because you have to rely on other people to make any money and have any success. So obviously, if you're wanting to be super artistic, but then your fan base doesn't like it, I mean, that's a hard place to be in, right? Yeah, like, um, do you, like, is it worth, like, caring that much? Or you just be like, you know, this, this is the sound, this is how it's going to stay, or this is how it's going to progress. Like, we're not going to change based on what the the fans like, oh, they don't like this certain part in the track, like who cares basically? I mean, for me, I can only speak for me. For me personally, like I'm just gonna make music that I wanna make and whoever likes it, likes it. Like I don't wanna be put in a box. I don't think many artists wanna be put in a box just because like if, the, if, if these people don't like your new music, then you'll find new people who do, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. There's also something I notice with artists sometimes is that sometimes artists have like um, like an album where the whole album is like all the songs are really great. And then there's some albums where I see like artists have songs that are not as like the, they're not as great as like the singles, so to say, so that those are songs that they like never perform in a way. And I feel like there's like fillers. What do you think about like, you think artists usually have like filler songs or are they trying to make like every single song as quality as possible like oh there's there's fillers for sure i mean okay. you've you've heard fillers right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah like there's tons of fillers and i i personally don't like that like i like i remember gwen stefani said um i don't know like a while ago like 15 years ago she was like i want to make an album where there's no filler i want to make an album where every song is a hit yeah. And I think, but that's also a lot of pressure, right? So sometimes yeah. like, sometimes there is filler, but sometimes you're just writing what you want to write and it's just like considered filler. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's really no like formula. 
does that come up with like um, running out of time to like is there a set time to record an album because I think like like um I, I'm just reflecting to like the the movie of Queen like the I don't know if you saw it Bohemian Rhapsody so like they were running out of time so they had to record faster in a sense uh yeah that happens too there's definitely a lot of pressure and time restraints in the music industry I mean I haven't experienced it yet but yeah. I'm sure I will <laughs> where they're like you gotta finish this faster yeah, so you have to like come in with all your songs already written and stuff like that. Like you can't write in the studio or write as much as you'd want. Well, no, you do write in the studio. That's when you usually have a co-writer, but it just depends on the album cycle and when the label wants to release the album, right? But hopefully you have a label who like wants your best material and maybe they'll give you more time. How much how much time are you thinking that it's going to take to record like a whole the, the whole album that's going to come out next after the singles? Um, well, I did like six songs in three days, so okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's like I could get it done pretty quick, but I'd rather have more time, right? Yeah. Is it, is it rushed, like doing it that much, like um, in only three days? Like, are you, stay, are you staying there like all day? And basically, when you are recording, let's say you have three days of recording, like is it day and night or? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like it's like 16 hour days for sure. Okay. But I think like it just